You're listening to the System Saving Podcast, episode number 218. Today, we're going to be talking about how to prepare for your client renewal conversations with ease. Stay tuned. Hey, I'm Jordan, and my business love language is efficiency, because who doesn't want to sip pina coladas on the beach while your business runs on autopilot? We're here to help overworked one-woman shows become streamlined solopreneurs. And now with over 150,000 downloads, this is the System Save Me podcast. Hey, y'all. I'm super, super stoked to have this guest on the podcast today because we're talking about something that we've never had on the podcast before, which is honestly, like after 200 episodes, you think I would have covered everything, but I absolutely have not. And so I'm really, really excited to dive into this new conversation with Miss Nikki. So how are you doing today? I am great. Thank you so much for having me. Yes, I'm so excited for this because I feel like this is not something that I would say is expertise at all of mine. And so I know my listeners are going to be taking notes up and down. Uh, But first, go ahead and tell us a little bit about you and your business. Okay, well, I'm Nikki Roush. My company is Sales Maven. I am a sales coach, trainer, slash speaker, author, podcaster. You know, I've got all those things. And really, I focus and specialize on the sales conversation. I have 25 years of sales experience. In addition to that, I have an extensive background in neurolinguistic programming. If nobody's heard that term before, it's really the study of communication. And so that's where I show up and really help my clients get much more comfortable, much more confident in their sales conversations. And that's what I do. Yes, I'm very familiar with NLP. We did a training, I guess it was, was it last August? Oh my gosh, I don't even know. But time, it means nothing to me. Yeah, I know. So, but it was really interesting and I really enjoyed getting to learn. It was just a two day training. So it wasn't a full certification or anything, but it was enough to make me feel like I'm savvy enough anyway. Mm -hmm. But I'm super excited about today's topic because again, the listeners are a bunch of folks who are service providers. And so we all have had most likely this experience or are going to have this experience soon. And that really is how to prepare for your client renewal conversation with ease. And so if you have, you know, a year contract, a three month contract, whatever that is, how can you go into that conversation of renewal with confidence and knowing exactly what you want to say and how to approach any objections, et cetera, in, in that type of conversation. So before we dive into the actual steps, walk us through kind of what your clients' businesses are like or what your clients feel like before they have done a client renewal conversation like prep. Usually they've just had client renewal conversations and maybe they didn't go well or maybe they were nervous. Talk to us about what it's felt like for your clients when they haven't actually prepared for that conversation. Well, I think there's a lot of what happens is we spend a lot of time and energy of like, well, they're going to say this. And so I need to have this answer prepared. And like, what if they ask me about this other thing? And so you just spend a lot of time and energy lamenting about this, that, or the other thing. Or the other thing my clients do kind of on the opposite side is they plan these like unbelievably in-depth like presentations when the client hasn't even indicated that they're interested in continuing on. And so they've put together and spent hours upon hours prepping for something that 
The client doesn't even know it's coming. So when it comes, they may actually decline even having that conversation. And now you just, I always say like, you've wasted a ton of time and energy on something that you didn't even initiate that first part of the conversation in order to make it super easy for the client to give you like a yes, I'm interested or no, we're going in a different direction, right? So instead of spending a bunch of time planning for something that isn't going to necessarily happen and or worrying about all the things they could or might say, we need to, we need to prep this. We need to have this, I call it pre-framing. We need to have a pre-framed conversation with the client to see if it even makes sense to have this conversation. That so makes sense because I feel like a lot of times with client renewals, folks are, they make up and assume a lot of stuff in their head. And especially when you've been working with this client, I almost feel like people totally throw out their experience out the window with this person and are like, I don't even know what they're going to say, or I don't know. And it's really interesting because most likely, again, if it's a client renewal, you've been working with this client for a significant-ish amount of time, and you're just wanting to open up the conversation about what's next. And I love that you're going to touch on pre-framing as well, because again, it's all about expectations, which is one of my favorite things to talk about is if you just throw on the calendar, like, Hey, we're going to talk for 30 minutes and it's going to be about renewing and yada, yada, then it's can kind of feel like not an ambush, but just there wasn't any like pre-framing best wording there. You wouldn't really allow them to know that this was going to be coming. So a lot of, even if people are on my team, I'll let them know, like we work in like a three month process to where after three months, we'll have a conversation and make sure this is still a good fit for both of us. So before we even start our relationship together, I'm letting them know, like, this is not a surprise conversation. This isn't a bad conversation. This is a conversation that happens no matter what. So we both can either decide to move forward or decide to part ways because one or both of us don't feel that it's been the best working relationship. So, okay, let's go ahead and get into it. So start to walk us through each of the steps for us to really prepare for, again, that client renewal conversation. So there's a couple things to prep for it. And one is that during your contract, your existing kind of relationship with them, one thing that I often see service providers miss is they never have have conversations with their clients about what the wins have been kind of through the process. And I always call this takeaways. So I do this at the end of every coaching session with a client. I'll say, now let's talk about what were your biggest takeaways from today? Now that might not make sense in certain contexts to say to a client, but you could say, what's been the biggest benefit of the session that we did today? Or what was the biggest benefit of us working together this month? And you actually want the client to answer it. You don't want to send them the answer. Like sometimes people say, oh, I just send them, you know, here's all the things that I did for you this month. But we actually want them to think of an answer because then it reinforces in their own, in their own voice, in their own ears, how valuable you have been. So if you're not doing this now, I would encourage you to do it because it starts to set you up for success because it's really easy for people to be like, oh, we worked together for six months. I don't really remember like where I started and where I am today. It just seems like I've always been in this amazing place that I am today. What do I need you for? And you're like, well, actually, I, I'm the one who got you to that amazing place through our work together over the six months. So make sure you're doing something to set clients up to be thinking about these wins as you're going along. 
This so makes sense. I, I don't even know what it is. And again, I'm a very forgetful person. So I know why I don't think about it is because I just forget. But I think that's an, honestly an added benefit of, you know, if I'm working with different sets of, of people, if I know that one person is going to be tracking, like part of their process of working together is tracking the wins or tracking the milestones. I'm going to want to go with that person because they're alleviating my brain having to track it or come up with the success metrics of the work that they're doing. So I love this. I'm all about it. All right. What's next? Okay. So then the next thing is you want to pre-frame at the end of one of your calls about setting up that appointment to have that conversation. So you don't want to spring it on people of like, Hey, you're up for renewal. Like, are you ready to move forward with that or not? Because you might catch them off guard and they might make a knee jerk react like reaction. They might have like a, no, I don't think so because they haven't had any time to really prep for it. So let's say you're on a six month contract or a three month contract even, and you meet, you know, two times a month, you want to, you know, before that last month, you want to say, Hey, I just wanted to let you know, we're coming up on the renewal. So our next session will be our last session or two sessions from now will be our last session. And I wanted to touch base with you and see if you're interested in talking through some ideas that I have of some additional ways that we can continue to work together. And then you wait and you let them say yes, no, or whatever they're going to say. And then you schedule a time to chat about it. And don't just send them a, you know, a calendar link that says like Nikki and Jordan talk. Cause then they're going to see it on their calendar go, I don't know what we're talking about, right? So make sure in your description, when you send a calendar link, it's like discussion to talk about next best steps on ways that we can continue to work together. Like put that in the, so they see it on their calendar and make it super easy for them to like be prepared for this meeting when it comes. So that's the possible, like that's one step in the pre-frame. And then the next thing is when you actually get to that calendar appointment, right? And it's time for us to get on a call. You want to make sure that you start the meeting with another pre-frame. So you're going to say, thank you so much for taking this time to meet today. The objective is for us to talk through the successes that we've had so far and also talk about best next steps on ways that we can continue to work together. I have some ideas for you. I'm hoping you have some ideas for me. And before we get started, is there anything you want to say or ask? So now I just took control of that conversation. I'm not just saying like, well, what do you think? Should we or shouldn't we? I mean, confidence is something that really when it comes to sales conversations, as well as these client renewal conversations can be felt in your voice, in your tone, in the fact that you are taking control of the conversation. And as a business owner who does work with contractors and whatnot, you know, I think that for somebody to take control of that conversation lets me know that honestly, they want to like have this be a collaboration moving forward and that they want my input. Even if, you know, I come up with terrible ideas, it's still nice to know that somebody wants my input on how we can continue to work together or improve how we work together. Again, that literally, I feel like totally puts you above and beyond a lot of other people. And I mean, again, it's unfortunate that the bar is so low with client experience. <laughs> really unfortunate. But I think that these little steps make such a difference. I'm loving all of this. So all right, so you ask the question, hopefully they come up with responses. Is there 
something again if they don't come up with anything do you feel that that's a good sign a bad sign or just keep it neutral and don't attach meaning to it i wouldn't attach meaning to it because some people will already have like you know i'm hoping that we can do some additional work together other people might be like i've been spending all this money and i'm not really sure like does this really make sense but let's let them have their experience let's let them say whatever it is so one of the biggest mistakes that people make in the sales conversation is the person who is in the position to sell, we often project our own limiting beliefs onto the other person. So we were like, oh, they're probably thinking this. And then we hallucinate and we make decisions for the other person. Like I pretend like I can read your mind and decide what your silence means or what your idea means. And instead of doing that, stay really open and be really curious because it's okay. Whatever they say, you can have a response. And even if you don't have a response in this moment, let's say they say something so shocking, so out of left field that you're like, where did that come from? One of the things that you can say is thank you so much for sharing that with me. I'd like to take some time and think about it and come back to you with a response. But in the meantime, let's move on and keep talking about additional ideas right? Like you can put that off to the side and pause it without going like, oh my gosh, I don't know what this means. That's so true. Cause I'm an internal processor. So <laughs> for me to just be like, heck yes, let's do that. Like that never happens. I'm like, okay, let me sleep on it. Let me like write it out on a whiteboard. Let me journal about it. Let me talk to five people about it. Let me, it's like a whole process. Yeah. I love that you're giving us permission to take that time, but also continue the conversation and move it forward versus being like, okay, well, let's go and think about it some more and then come back. I like that you have a place for it. Like, let me think about it and let's, you know, continue to have the conversation. All right, great. So now I'm guessing it's time to start shelling out your ideas for moving forward with the client. So what does that look like? So I like to always kind of get permission before I just launch into my different ideas. So I might say to the client, you know, based on the work that we've done so far, I do have like five additional ways that we might work together. Is it okay if I just lay those out for you? Because as soon as they say, yes, they're in, they totally want to hear it. But if you say like, I have all these ideas, here they are, one, two, three, four, five. It's like you just overwhelmed them and they might not be able to take it all in. So ask permission, like pace yourself in this moment when you're laying out ideas of ways that you could continue to work together. And it could just be that you have one additional way that we work together, which is to renew the contract and we do another three months. And in those three months, I'll continue to focus on this, this, and this to help move your business forward. How does that sound to you? So when you lay out your offer, when you lay out your suggestions, you've got to follow it up with what I call an invitation. <laughs> so when I say, you know, I'll continue to do this, this, and this to move your business forward. How does that sound to you? Then I have to wait because I just issued an invitation. And it's an opportunity for you to process what I said and then come back to me with some type of a, yes, I like this, Nikki. No, that's totally not what I was thinking. Or maybe they'll say, I need to think about it. And I have a response to any of those three, but we've got to give them an opportunity to actually have a response. Have you been dying to create a VIP day or virtual intensive offering, but are stuck in overthinking everything? You love what you do and how you support your clients, but lately it's become, well, too much. You may even be hitting your monthly revenue goals, but you're left completely exhausted. Yeah, been there, bought the t-shirt and the mug. 
Good news, I've built my virtual VIP day bootcamp that walks you through the nine steps to create and selling a one day virtual intensive. Grab the podcast only pricing of $37 for this two hour training plus tons of bonuses to build and sell your own one day virtual intensive. Since 2016, I've completely replaced monthly retainers with one day virtual intensives and VIP weekends. So join me and stop dealing with the late night slack pings, lacking control over your own calendar, chasing invoices, explaining scope creep again, you kept them adrift. Head on over to systemsamy.com slash pod bootcamp. That's P-O-D-B-O-O-T-C-A-M-P and grab the goods. All right, back to the episode. I think we just either you get like that excited or nervous energy. And so you just are like, well, like, let's do it now. But again, I love that you mentioned pauses. I love that there's pacing involved. Because again, not that like anxiety can't be present or things like that. However, you know, again, there's something to be said about if you're confident in your expertise and your ability. And again, you just worked with this person. And if you feel like it went well, you know, don't already be nervous and go off the rails. And we have a lot of Enneagram twos who listen and Enneagram ones who listen to this podcast. And so the people pleasers and the perfectionists, listen up, like, again, take your time. Do not feel as if you have to rush through it and you have to say the exact right thing and it all has to be perfect. It's really just about having the space, asking for permissions, inviting them into making a decision. I love all of those words. And I think that it allows for space during normally what I would consider a somewhat anxiety ridden conversation for a lot of people. Yeah. And it's easy to get kind of caught up in your head about like, what are they going to say? What are they thinking about me and all of that? And one of the things I often share with, with clients and with anybody who's interested in talking about sales is that sales isn't something that you do to someone. It's something you do with somebody. So it's a conversation and that's all it is, is a conversation. And when you start focusing on the other person and their experience and how is the conversation going for them and are you giving them time to speak? Are you being you know, patient? And are you taking your time and laying something out that maybe they're hearing for the first time? When you start to focus on the other person, it takes a lot of the pressure off of you because now you're not so caught up in your head with your critic, you know, that's going like, they hate you. They're not going to want to buy from you. All those things like you no longer give time to that because you're so focused on the experience for the other person. And it makes the sales conversation so much easier. Now, of course, you do have to still be strategic. You have to know where you're going in the conversation. We've got to move it to the place where we issue that final invitation about best next steps or the, you know, here's the contract for another three months. Is that something you'd like to move forward with? And then you wait, you see what they say, and then you respond accordingly. But if you just, here's the contract, here's what it would cost, you know, and then you keep talking, that's called selling past the close. And you can often talk people out of making a decision or you can overwhelm them with information because you're like becoming an infomercial. But wait, there's more. Here's two more things you need to know, right? Like you have to just be willing to wait. That's, I mean, preach. We've all had those experiences where we've been on sales calls and whatnot. And the other person is just like, 
and this and this and this and this and you have no time to even remember what the heck they said let alone like again it's a little bit of that analysis paralysis where you're just getting thrown way too many things and so the quickest answer to get out of there is no thank you and so we don't want that to happen for sure i love that you brought up the infomercial because that definitely what it can feel like for sure yeah so all right um anything else that, that folks can do to prepare for couple things is i want to clarify something that i said because i might have i said i have like five additional ways that things that we could work on together and what i want to clarify here is that i'm not offering them five different offers it's something around, this is the package, here's what would be included in this offer. So I just want to clarify this because my suggestion is that you never offer a client more than three different ways to continue to work with you, like three different packages or three different options. Like it could be a three-month contract, it could be a you know 30-day contract, or it could be a one-and-done project, whatever that is. So you only offer three, and then you wait and see what they say. If you have 10 ways they can work with you, your job is to stand in that place of authority, credibility, pick the three that are the best fit for them and recommend up to three. Yep. I agree. It's kind of like a little, a little sandwich. And for us forgetful people, three does not, is not super overwhelming to remember either (laughs) for sure. So, all right. And so then what's next after that? So next after that is that they're going to say, yes, great. Yep. Get the contract signed, you know, work out the payment. I am somebody who often suggests that my client take payment right there on the call. Sometimes people go like, oh, Nikki, I could never do that. And when I really dig into people's business, like there's only been maybe two times in the last year where I've agreed with somebody like, okay, you can't actually take payment over the phone or on Zoom. But for the most part, most of us can take the next round of payment or we can send that invoice off or whatever it is. So get that clear. That's if they say yes. Now, if they say no, now your job is to understand like what's happening here. Or so what I would say there is if somebody who I've had a good relationship with now says no to me about moving forward and we've worked well together and I'm kind of surprised by it. One of the things I would do is I get curious again and I would ask, is it okay to ask your reason for declining for us to continue to work together? And then again, you wait and you see what they say, because they may actually share information that you were like, oh, I forgot to mention that this was the price, or I forgot to mention this was the way we were going to work together. And you might've missed a step inadvertently. So you have to check in when the client says no, you don't have to try to change their mind necessarily, but we want to find out what's their reason for declining because that will be useful information for us going forward. Maybe not with them, but maybe with our next client. Yeah, that's super true. And I think the nerve wracking part about that, again, I'm picturing my people pleasers with taking that criticism. And is there something that you suggest on how to, again, not attach meaning to it in the sense of, oh, they thought this. And so now I'm a terrible person or I shouldn't even be doing this because we've all had those thoughts. Okay. Including myself. Yep. And so I just want to prepare them for, again, I don't even want to call it negative feedback or whatnot, but just, I don't know, constructive feedback, I suppose. But how can we really take that and use it versus take that and internalize it? 
So one of the things that I would suggest when somebody gives me some negative feedback, the first thing I do is I ask myself, is this true for me? Like, is some part of what they said true to me? So true to me means it doesn't mean that it's that for them it is true because they probably wouldn't say it if it wasn't, right? So I have to decide, do I agree with some part of this? And what part of it do I disagree with? Because sometimes somebody can give you negative feedback and you can like brush it off like it's no big deal because you know it's just not true. Like there's nothing about what they said was true for you. Or there might be a piece of it that they go, you know, this happened or you weren't, you didn't follow through like you said, or you didn't supply the report in time or whatever it is. And you could, you could look back and go, you know what, that part is true. That's accurate. So you decide what part is true and then you decide what you'll do differently next time. So you don't beat yourself up. (laughs) You don't get out the whip and like, you know, whip yourself because you dropped the ball here. You dropped the ball there. Instead, you look at it and go, what can I do differently next time? Maybe I need to put some, you know, things on my calendar so that they don't get missed. Or maybe I need to put a new process in place. Or maybe I should have been more communicative. And so I need to make that a part of my process going forward with my next client. So once you know what part of it is that you agree or that feels true for you, decide what to do about it and then let the other stuff go. Mm, Yeah, that's so, so true. I love that. Determine what is true and what's not true. That feels so light. Thank you. I love that. Anything else? The other thing I was going to say is oftentimes people in a sales conversation, the client, the prospect might say, you know, I need some time to think about kind of are continuing to work together, right? So you've laid it out and now they go, I need to think about it. That's a really common response in sales at any level, whether it's the first time you're talking to somebody or whether it's a renewal of a contract. And one of the mistakes that people often make is they go, oh, okay, well, just let me know. No, they won't let you know because they're busy. Otherwise, why are they hiring you, right? Like as a contractor to service their business in some way. So instead, when somebody says to me, okay, I need to think about it. My response is great about how much time do you think you need? Let's go ahead and schedule another time to chat just to circle back and decide about next steps. We're working together. We're not either way is okay, but let's get it on our calendars. And then that way I can answer any additional questions that come to mind. And then I suggest a time and a date and we put it on our calendar. And that actually is one of the best things you can do for a client because it, when it's on your calendar, even if they don't think about it until two minutes before they jump on the call with you, that's two minutes of them actually thinking about it and making some decision versus them adding it to their to-do list and it never making it to the top you know, five of things they're going to accomplish in a day. And then they never think about it. And then it just goes by the wayside. Yeah, that's so true. Would you suggest a certain time frame that people should have a follow-up conversation? I think if you're talking about continuing to work together, you probably want to have it within about a week. But realistically, if the client says to you, you know, I'm going out of town, I'm going on vacation, or I have this big project coming right now. And so I really can't work on this or even make a decision about this until next month, or even if it's six months from now, honor whatever they say. If they're willing to get it on their calendar, like I can book things on my calendar two years out, definitely a year out. I don't typically, but like right now I'm in the middle of a big, huge thing in my personal life that's causing me to not schedule anything on my calendar that's not client related. And so I'm just telling people that could earn my business right now. I really cannot have these discussions until August. And if they're not willing to put it on my calendar with them in August, they're not going to get my business. 
Wow. I love the permission of that because life is crazy. And I find that it's fairly easy for me to have boundaries around when I'm launching, but to have boundaries when personal stuff is going on, I can admit that I'm not the best at that. I'm like, well, work is my like sanctuary. And if I take away work and have to deal with all this personal crap, like I'm just... You know, it's, it's going to go into a spiral, but I like that, especially if who you're working with doesn't want to respect the boundary of what's going on in your personal life. And they honestly probably aren't a good client. <laughs> yeah. So it's okay. Find out from them when's a good time for them to meet. Yeah. Again, if you can't meet, then suggest a time in a day. It's okay. But the biggest thing is that you do get some time scheduled on your calendar so that you do get the opportunity to circle back, answer any questions. And more importantly, that they make a decision about continuing to, you know, renew the contract or continue to work with you. Yes, I love that. Okay, so let's wrap it on up with some tools that you would suggest. It could be, I guess, scheduling tools or just, again, keeping track of when the client renewals would be happening. Anything that you suggest to help us with this? Well, for me, it's my calendar. I live and breathe my Google calendar. And so if I want to make sure I'm going to get something done, it goes on my calendar. The other thing is that I'm not totally great at this, but I'm trying to be better is time blocking certain things on my calendar so that like, this is the time when I focus on these things. I feel like maybe you're better at this than I am, Jordan, because you had mentioned at the beginning that you, the way you record your podcast. So I feel like this is probably your like forte for sure. I don't know. Maybe that's not true, but a little bit. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And then as far as tools is think about asking the client, what is their what do they prefer as their way of communication with you? So if it's email, then email them. But if there's somebody who wants to text them and if they like Voxer, if that's okay with you and you're okay with being on Voxer with client, I love Voxer. I will say it's like my favorite newest tool and it's not that new to me, but it's a tool that like clients actually pay me just to have Voxer and email access to me. And it is a game changer for people's businesses. And I love it as a tool. Yeah, I definitely have had, I think actually my sales coach from a couple of years ago, she had Voxer access. And I will say that it is really, really nice from a like client perspective. I honestly have never thought about doing Voxer. I don't even know what that would even look like for me. But I do say from a coaching perspective that Voxer is a really good tool. And uh, some of my friends use it. So we'll Voxer back and forth and whatnot, you know. Yeah, so I love all those tools. We'll have links to all of those. And uh, go ahead and share with the listeners the freebie that you have for them. So I have an ebook called Closing the Sale and it's all around simple strategies to build confidence in that close conversation. And they can get that by going to your sales maven, M-A-V as in Victor, E-N.com forward slash systems. Perfect. We'll have the link in the show notes. And then where else can people find you? Tell you what golden nuggets that they were able to take away, share website, share social media, all the places. I love that. I would love to hear what your golden nugget was. So you can find my website at yoursalesmaven.com. You can absolutely reach out to me. I tend to spend time on Facebook, Instagram, and LinkedIn. So you can find me on Facebook and Instagram under Your Sales Maven. And you can find me on LinkedIn under Nikki Roush. Nice. Easy enough. We'll have all the links. And again, thank you so, so much, Nikki, for this conversation. Because again, we had it on the podcast. And yet I find that a lot of people could benefit from learning from you. So thank you so much for coming on. Thank you for having me. 
Thanks for listening to the System Save Me podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, please leave us a review on iTunes or send a screenshot on Instagram while tagging us at System Saved Me.